Hi, everybody. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. And as always, thanks for tuning in to the podcast with the best domain name and digital asset content in the world. Today's episode is The Sherpa Short, co-hosted by Chris Zyker, Matthew Zyker, and myself, where we pick one or two topics and we dig into them for a bit. This piggybacks off of some of the blogs that Chris posts on LinkedIn to provide some useful insight to all of you from the perspective of one of the most successful domain brokers in the world and another guy who is in the early stages of that same journey. And on today's show, we talk about understanding the mentality of end user buyers and how to help them appreciate the value of premium domains. We talk about the difference between their worldview and their self view, and also how a domain can reflect status versus vanity for an end user business. We also touch a little bit on the different buyer types for domains, which Chris goes into more detail about in his most recent book, Domain Name Broker Secrets. So definitely check that out. We also go into a small list of domains coming up for auction on Namejet to see what the guys think are interesting or not, including domains like vintagebike.com, skinplus.com, temporaryoffice.com, com and puresoul.com. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at domainsherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at ds.tv. You can also check us out on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. And as usual, big shout out to dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With that, it's now time to get into this segment of Sherpa Shorts here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J-On, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, John Burgundy, all that good stuff. And I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a show that we've done before. Uh, it is called uh, Sherpa Short or uh, Sherpa Snap, Sherpa Snack, Sherpa Segments. I don't know, you know, like the branding department's still kind of working on this. But the <laughs> ultimate goal here is to feature Chris and Matthew, and I'll do uh, you know more robust introductions here in a second. But it's really to feature them, bring them on the show, and you know deliver some some cool content for folks to understand different aspects and angles and insights into the domain industry with two of the biggest best brokers in the world. So that's where we focus on the domain space through the lens, really more of end user acquisitions and upgrades, and again getting the perspective of some of the best in the biz, uh, you know, with their unique insight and knowledge in the industry to really help y'all out there. There that are watching and listening to the show. So with that, let me go ahead and introduce to my right, I got my boy Matthew Zyker, a.k.a. The Kid, a.k.a. Zyke One, a.k.a. Matlock, a.k.a. The First of His Name. He's hanging out here. He is the young gun in the room, Chris's son. He is a junior broker here with Media Options. Uh, started his journey in the domain world working with Chris uh, on actually on Chris's blog and his podcast and then you know has since come on board full-time with media options and uh, I mean is really just I mean we're talking tens of thousands of leads and lead gen multiple domain acquisitions and sales uh, you know literally closing deals every week now which is pretty awesome which is good for me too so thank you you know what i'm saying let me just express my gratitude um, you're welcome and, and specializing like i said lead gen and tracking down hard to find domain owners for acquisitions and you know also working on the sell side too so you've come a long way baby you know what i'm saying and it's good to see it and uh welcome back on the show yeah it's good to be here all right that's what's up and then let me introduce quickly below us my boy Chris Zyker, aka Zyker's Island, aka World War Z, aka the Brand Whisperer, aka Zyke Tyson. You feel me? Yo. Lead <laughs> <laughs> broker, senior domain broker. I mean, head of sales. Uh, you know, he is that guy, 20 years sales marketing experience, one of the best domain brokers in the world. Uh, you know, we get that award every year at escrow.com where we're named the top broker, and it's you know, Drew is the one that's named as an individual, but it could just as easily. I mean, there's actually, there have been years where we could have had one and two between you and Drew and, you know, you're kind of interchangeable at this point, you know, with respect to those, those accolades and everything else. And literally, you know, arguably the best in the biz. Nobody talks to more high level decision makers at big companies on a daily, weekly basis than Chris. And, uh, you know, which obviously provides us with some pretty awesome, unique insight and, uh, First person perspective into the people that are making stuff happen out there, man. So, uh, what's up, man? Plus, you got your own yeah, my, podcast, my, you got books. Favorite, I mean, 
My favorite line is I'll, I'll tell someone, I was like, listen, I talked to billionaires, millionaires, thousandaires, and hundredaires. You know, they're yeah. like, <laughs> like, just that perspective, like, hold on a second, hundredaire, billionaire. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, man. And I say, and that's what, I talked yeah. to the best marketers in the world and the worst marketers in the world, but I've got you on the phone right now and you're probably the, one of the best. So let's talk. Let's talk about this. <laughs> that was, yeah, baby, you're one of the top. <laughs> you're the best one I've talked to today. Um, but no, but I, I think that is also a really cool part. And I should probably add that into your intro piece as well is it is it's the range of folks that you speak to I mean, yeah. it's one of the beautiful things about the domain business and we say it on the show all roads lead to domains and domains touch everything so you know when you're talking to companies and potential domain buyers domain sellers you know you're really running the entire gamut of you know individual self-starting entrepreneurs to publicly traded companies and you know trying to get a hold of the right decision maker at those organizations um, and, uh, you know, working with some of the biggest, you know, companies literally in the world, like you look at the top, you know, we're not even talking fortune 100, we're talking like fortune five, not fortune yeah. 500, literally fortune five. Right. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's good stuff, man. Well, like I'm telling the audience, look, the reason we're here is bringing these guys in. We like to, uh, you know, Chris has already does a lot of podcasting stuff and some video stuff, but, you know, trying to tie that in more to domain Sherpa, you know, the flagship, what we do. And, uh, and really for me, it's just fun. Cause it's like, oh, this is what I get to do for work. Like, I mean, who's, who's working? <laughs> yeah, no, who's I, working? That's what I say too. It's like, listen, I like thoroughly enjoy, it. I don't feel like I work. I enjoy what I do. I mean, it's, it's literally, we talk to the, the coolest people. It's strategy, actually the worst people too, but it's strategy, right? It's this intersection with <laughs> everything. It's negotiating. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. And you hear these different perspectives. I mean, uh, k- kind of this conversation, there was three, th- actually we're done three things as we were talking. So w- one was like self-view. It's like, why do buyers, why don't they buy? Right. So when I came into d- the domain space eight years ago or nine years ago, crazy time flies. But I, I like, I made the kind of decision not to focus on the wholesale market. I wanted to focus on the end user market because if I could figure out why they buy, then I would actually be able to help wholesales <laughs> in buy domains. 100%. Um, so it was self-view. The other one is a story. And I've got a story with that one. The other one, uh, the second one is, is passing on the perfect offer. And, you know, I've got a little story there on that one. And then, uh, the third one is kind of five buyer types. I think you, you sent that link to me, JT. Yeah. 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 Well, I definitely would love to cover the buyer types and whether we do that on today's show or on the next one or whatever, it's all good. You know, I like this idea of self-view though, cause I know that's something that you mentioned even before we jumped on, cause you were saying how, you know, one thing you were like, you know, what I've really got on my mind is this, you know, idea of, of self-view. And, you know, uh, we were talking anecdotally about a deal we were working on recently where we had a very, very big name that we were uh, selling. And, uh, you know, we had what we thought was the perfect buyer and had a very productive dialogue going with them. Uh, they ultimately passed and then someone else came in and ended up buying the name. So it's, you know, um, you know, and then they lost out on this opportunity. Right. And, uh, you know, and I think that one stuck with you a bit because it did really seem like, you know, and, and we can't, we can't name the name, but you know, it's, it was a big one. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And it's interesting because I think the folks who ended up with it, I think they're going to do really good things with it. But I think that the folks who passed on it probably, you know, were even, well, I want, I wanted them to win. I wanted them because <laughs> yeah. like, so, uh, how I viewed it, cause I just did a podcast on this and I, you know, obviously we don't say the domain names because it's not right. And we, we don't want to, but there's uh basic, uh, well, Let's say there's different momentum, different industries, and different markets. This was a category defining domain name. And this company was in the mindset to, uh, to dominate this industry and they were consolidating. But it was interesting because they had a very underdog mentality, right? Like, Hey, we built this thing up and we're grassroots. And it's like this underdog mentality versus mentality of a, like a global leader, like someone who's saying, Hey, you know, no, we're, we're going to lead and own this industry. Okay. So there's these two competing different mindsets. Okay. So mm. s- stick with this for a second. Now, my view of sales comes from, comes from Garrett White, who comes from who knows, you know, maybe Jordan Belfort, you know, Jordan Belfort has a straight line in Uranus and, and Pluto. <laughs> Don't go down. <laughs> Is he the Wolf of Wall Street? Is that him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Love his training. Uh, read his book four times, did training from early on. So, but so it's this thought of worldview selfie roadmap, right? So the first thing when you when you sell a domain name or sell any any products, the worldview has to align. And that worldview specifically to domain names is hey, 
I realize I'm at risk with my domain name. There's a risk and opportunity for me to own my the raw version of my name, right? That's my worldview, okay? It's the biggest risk and opportunity, okay? Because we do this day in, day out. We have the seven dimensions and we understand this. And then the opposite to that worldview is, hey, Chris, we're okay. We're okay with my try, get, you know, LC, Inc. You know, who knows what the hell, you know, freaking mm-hmm. three letters. Dot, you know, dot like, med and dot co, right? I mean, Bloom with three O's, you know, I'm like, dude, listen, man, let just buy freaking bloom.com, please. Like, I'm telling you, I don't know what you're smoking, what in your tea this morning but like it just don't work you know uh it's not going to work that long having three o's um uh so lose the extra o <laughs> um so we're so worldview is like hey i don't need this we're okay we got roi today you know we don't really need this that would be vanity okay this is this conversation oh it's vanity and that's why i come back with no no it's status not vanity that not vanity there's a massive difference okay mm-hmm. status is about trust and leadership and opening doors and your consumers seeing you as elite, okay, or vanity is just um, uh, is the opposite of that, right? It's like you're vain, right? It's there's nothing behind it backing it up other than like hot air, okay. And so status is why you want to buy your uh, one reason why you want to buy your the raw version of your brand, okay. So this is worldview, okay. Now it's easy because worldview sometimes can align. In this case, like in the sale here, you know that we, or this negotiation, this talk, it aligned, like they saw it. Hey, that's a great domain name. I like it, right? Um, uh, but I think what really kept them back was Selfview. Now, this company does millions of dollars in marketing, okay? Uh, $3 million in marketing spend a month, okay? Maybe plus, right? Depending upon the season. So th- they're spending quite a bit of time. Can you guys see me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you look frozen for a second. Okay, no, so no, we're good. We're, we're, just uh, in, we're just enthralled with what you're saying because <laughs> a couple of things, real quick, and, and hold your place. Don't forget. But I think that's some really interesting stuff, and these are the kind of nuggets that I like to put out there in the universe because I think it's important for people to like. You know, this is the value, right? Is that you know the difference between status and vanity, and for a it, you know it's sort of a must-have or you know versus a nice-to-have kind of thing, and. Um, you know, and I think it is important for folks to draw that distinction and understand my, you know, the mindset of who you're talking to when you're trying to sell. Because that's something we get all the time where people will say, hey, you know, just how do you negotiate and communicate with a big organization, right? That's like a big global company or, you know, it's a billionaire. Um, you, know, uh, you know, how does that work? How do you, you know, because I think some folks, especially smaller domain investors and, you know, folks that exist more in the investor or wholesale side, you know, it's like their ultimate goal is to try to get to these end users that we talk to on, on, on like literally like a daily basis. Right. And, uh, you know, and I think that that some of that kind of stuff is some of the secret sauce. Right. And it's that that worldview piece and then dividing the difference between, you know, the need for the domain and how important is it for them to have it. And, you know, and, and the difference between status and vanity. And I love that distinction because I think it's really poignant and it's it's so true. It's that, you know, what point is it that your business doesn't really need it, but it would be good to have it or nice to have it, right? And that's the vanity side where, like you said, behind it, there's not really a ton of value. It's just, you know, it's just another thing, um, you know, like jewelry or something versus status, which is owning it really puts you, you know, in the mind of consumers and visitors and folks on the internet knowing and well actually just in global commerce in general just knowing that hey you know you own that term that word that brand is all you and it's not some variation of it kind of like what you said which you sort of flew through it but it's the different it's all the non like hey the one word dot com like thing that defines us and our brand and we own it in the minds of everybody in the universe instead we're going to go with a get blank or try blank or you know blank.net or blank.co and you know, and, and, and ultimately, you know, something that is a second, third, fourth choice and, you know, yeah. and, you know, it comes with all the, the trappings of that, but go ahead. So you were saying, Matt, do you want to sit and jump in? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, I think, it, I think that's like a great point that vanity versus status, because your domain isn't like a vanity plate that you're hoping that the one guy stuck behind you perhaps, is going is gonna to see and, and laugh at. <laughs> it's like, Everybody in the world is seeing your domain. And so that says a lot about who you are in the industry, uh, you know, dominating that market space. And, and yeah, it's, it's not that vanity plate. This is like a real deal, real asset that everybody in the world that you're trying to direct everybody in the world to look at. When you buy one of these category defining domains, 
you're putting all your marketing, all your traffic at that for everybody to see, not just the one guy stuck behind you in traffic. So yeah, I think that's, well, it, that's, that's a really cool point. Yeah. yeah, it creates a simple and effortless path for your customers interacting, which leads to conversion, which leads to trust, which leads to this thing we call brand equity, right? Brand equity being all that in, in captured. And you, know, you think status is like, okay, there's, uh, you know, Grant Cardone, DMs you or Grant, you know, something, you know, who knows, Grant Smith DMs you, right? You're like, hey, <laughs> okay, freaking there's a difference here, right? Freaking Grant Cardone, you know, not that he's ever texted me. Uh, actually, one guy I have not gotten a hold of, but, um, you know, that's status, right? So it's like status as you go into the, the, the meeting and immediately the VCs and the private equity are like, okay, they understand marketing. They're serious about what they're building because they have captured the raw essence of it. Right. It immediately elevates them, not because it's just the domain. You're like, oh, it's cool. It's one word. No, because it it signals that you believe in in what you're building. Okay. And that's this next thing called self-view, right? It's this yeah. belief in yourself and belief in what you're building. And um, you know, many times founders don't believe in it. Like they're looking for the quick exit, right? They're looking for the quick turnaround. They're looking just to sell this puppy and get rid of it and, and move on, right? You think about, I was, I was saying my podcast this morning, it's like how many companies went to the graveyard at Yahoo, AOL, Amazon, you know, IBM, these, these tech startups that were doing something in business and then they get acquired. And then the next thing you know, they are, you know, they're out of business, right? They just like IBM didn't move forward with them. Hey, is my, is my video lagging? No, no, no you're good. Okay. Okay. It's so. A- Real quick, there's the movie Being John Malkovich where uh, the guy, he's at talking, uh, the one character, and he's like speaking perfect English. He's like, I'm sorry that my accent is so crazy and I'm so hard to understand. And they're like, <laughs> like no, I, I totally can understand. Like, it, you're absolutely, he's like, no, it's okay. Thanks for being nice about it. But I know I'm really hard to understand. But it's like, it's like you and your video. Today, like, <laughs> no, it's all good. Oh, but, that's uh, hilarious. Anyway. So, uh, so anyway, so keep, yeah, so keep okay, going so, about on the self-view piece. Yeah. So, okay. So that's self-view, right? So there's worldview, there's self-view, and then the roadmap is the ability to make it just effortless them to buy. Okay. Having mm-hmm. it at um, you know, having it on a platform that they can just hit the buy now button and buy it, right? Depending upon the buyer, the five, the buyer type, you need to make it super simple. So in this case, uh, one of the things we did to like alleviate that self-view is provide examples for them and show them kind of, Hey, what you can do as well as make it like so super like simple and like free, right? So when you think about a domain name, if you can buy it right, especially if a company can lease a domain, mm-hmm. it's practically free, okay? If not free yeah. from, you know, maybe the first month, okay? Depending upon how they use it, depending upon how they deploy it. But uh, in this case, like the lease option with the amount down and the monthly payments um, with a term of like five years, I mean, it would have been free for them. Like it would have yeah. been free, you know? Now, their stated goal with the founder, this charismatic founder, was like, hey, we're going to take over this space and we're going to own it. And that's my vision. And we're going to own it. And yet, it's interesting because when the opportunity came about for him to own it, uh, they didn't step up. I mean, yeah. when it's presented to them in this free manner. Now, that's okay, okay? It's like, I, I understand that in sales because of who we talk to. And it's really the self-view. And I think it was really like the underdog view versus like, hey, considering yourself as the elite. I think he was just stuck in this underdog mentality. Hey, I'm the underdog. We're coming and we're doing all this stuff. And, you know, here's how I run things. Uh, But it was even, I saw it, it was even incongruent with the way that they uh, didn't respond back to me, right? So in their culture, like responding back in same day service and a callback and all this stuff was very important. And yet- their senior leadership didn't have that ability to just say, hey, either we're passing or we're going forward. Um, they just ignored it. I thought that was interesting, right? So all these things that come into self-view. Now, I think over time they would have they would have seen it. We probably would have doubled the price on them and they probably would have bought it uh later on. I mean, we've had that happen. We've done that before, or we've literally yeah, doubled the price. <laughs> and they've done that. Uh, but then you contrast that with the person who bought it. And this person, hey, their self-view was their worldview and self-view was one that, hey. Um, like we've done this many times before. Like this is an asset. We're going to come in. And we're going to dominate. Like I've, they have yeah. no doubt they're going to dominate. They have no doubt their ability to get this exit, and they didn't hesitate. Right? They didn't hesitate to take it down, especially when it was when it was as simple 
and like, you know, like the terms were such that it, you know, like it, it was simple, right? So they didn't yeah, test it. Yeah. Now, so this view is, the self view is very important. And the best, the best thing that can happen when we're selling is that it happens outside of us with the VC and the PEs. Like we get it on the radar. They start this discussion with their team and they go through all this stuff internally. Okay. Along with, you know, some resources we provide for them and conversation we, we provide for them to get them over the edge. Um, but yeah, if- well, and real quick, and that's a really interesting point too. So talking first about, so the self-view of a company is important and, you know, a company is made up of individuals, right? And so it's, you're trying to, you know, it's also important to understand too, the dynamic there. We talk about getting to the right person at these organizations, because it's one thing to just get a hold of somebody in the company, but you really need to figure out, okay, you know, it's almost like with, when we do this all the time, because with a lot of the companies that we work with, whether they're companies we have relationships with or we establish relationships, we end up in dialogue with multiple people there to sort of figure out who's who and what's what so that you can right. really understand who's the evangelist in the room, right? And, yeah. you know, who can make something happen here or, you know, who gets what it is that we are selling and how important it is to them. Because, um, you know, it's almost like, you know, what we're doing is almost consultative, you know, especially with the larger organizations. And it requires like again, multiple conversations with multiple folks to figure out who's who, what's what and who through their prior experience or just what they know about things and what their role is within the organization, you know, is in a position to either be you know really pushing for it. And sometimes it's as simple as, hey, more often than not, CTOs are a little bit hesitant because for them rebranding to a new domain name is more work than it is you know whereas the marketing folks usually are more you know uh sort of you know i don't say pliable because it's not that necessarily it's just they get it right they're they're the ones that are like oh give me this amazing new thing that i can then go like this toy or this tool this weapon that i can go and deploy you know and go make us more money you know go get more sales build our brand identity build our brand equity you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, but then like you said too, then there's sort of this overarching feeling of, and perception of where they are and how they got there. And, you know, and some of that will then dictate where they are as far as taking risks, spending the money, making some of those key decisions that you need to, when you're talking about doing something like changing, you know, or, or, you know, taking the plunge on the, on the big domain, you know? And, uh, I find it interesting on that one, particularly too, though, because, you know, there were conversations with, couple of the folks uh, related to the lease options, you know, and to your point, you know, if you're spending millions of dollars a month on, on online advertising and, you know, you can get a the domain for a fraction of that, you know, and you don't do it, it's like, well, what are you, like, what would get them over the hump? You know, it just has to be more just, you know, what, what leads them to that aha moment, you know, and, uh, well, and, and I was, you know, it's like, look at this domain, look at your domain, just do it, do a quick survey. And like, you'll quickly <laughs> see that right off the trust is massively here. You have to work and continue to invest and that trust is here. And that that's what you're buying with the domain. You're buying momentum. You're buying the goodwill. Like you're paying, you're buying, sometimes you're, you're capturing that forward for several years, right? Might take you a couple of years to get the ROI back. Uh, sometimes it's a year, right? Ring.com, it was a year, but you're buying that momentum. You're buying that trust that's already captured in that keyword. Uh, and so that's why domains cost money. Okay. Cause, cause you're capturing that. You're owning that. You're deploying that. You, uh, and then you're transferring that over to the products that in the, your brand. Um, yeah. now it's interesting. Okay. So you said, uh, kind of the second topic though in a sense, like the self views, like, so we were, Matthew and I were going to buy a domain uh, for acquired domain. Don't tell them the domain, Matthew. Okay. But, uh, I, well, I like, don't know right or, now. Or Billy can erase But, um, you know, once again, is like, we got with, you know, three different people and, you know, the marketing manager came back and said, so it was a domain they're not using. They bought it through an acquisition acquiring mm. different you know it's just the similar thing that happens oh okay yeah and yeah. and the uh they came back and said uh you know not interested don't ever email me again you scum pond scum you know uh you know whatever right like <laughs> just go off Stop spamming me yeah yeah exactly you know you're like okay i want to give you money but i got it um you don't know who we are so it makes sense but then you know the ceo came back and said hey here's what it would take to close uh and so you know, yeah, exactly. Who you get in front, right? The self view, even if you flip it over on the acquisition side, 
Uh, some people, and I, I saw this in corporate America, are just miserable. They just, you know, there's a couple, mis- as Anthony Robbins said, there's two miserable people in the world, and they just seem to like relocate everywhere. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Okay. Like he had one of his comments back in the day. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. their incentive, they have zero incentive to think about the company. They're thinking about the box that they're in, their job. And when you present them with an opportunity, they cannot handle it. And so you have to get with the right person, right? The self-view of someone who cares about the company has an open mind, uh, both on the yeah, buy well, side I and the sell side. That's a really interesting point too, because it's like, you know, when you talk about the different people and they and, and this goes back to what I was saying, like, you know, a CTO is less likely to want to acquire a new domain because they're, when they look at what their, their job is and what their duties are and something that's just going to be more work, unless they're truly bought in, in that particular organization, you know, and who knows what their compensation structure looks like, but you hope that they're incentivized to see success for their business and that they recognize the need or the, you know, sort of the benefit that they would, that they would get. And on the flip side, you have the same situation when you talk about sell, you know, getting a company to sell a domain, you know, you got to focus on the marketing side who recognize more often than again, the value of the brand value in domains, right? So, you know, to them, even if it's something they're not using, they're going to kind of clutch it and say, nope, we're, we're good. You know, what they don't realize is, is that, oh, hey, they actually don't have a need for that. They're not, it's a, that's a nice to have. It's a vanity piece at that point for them. Um, and kind of to Chris, uh, to Matthew's point, which I thought was great what, about the vanity aspect is that a vanity license plate is really intended for the, the 20 people you're going to drive past, you know, and depending how fast you drive, maybe it's more, you know, if you drive as fast as Matthew drives, more people will see <laughs> your plate in the rear view. For a split second, you know, before it takes off down the road. But the, um, you know, and, and it's true, like the vanity piece is like, you know, you're, 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 you know, the audience is small and it really is pretty relevant. And, uh, you know, whereas, you know, the actual cash flow that can come in, you know, that can then be utilized for other things that are more important to the mission of the company, you know, which is why then you get the CEO actually has the bigger holistic view of the business and says, hey, I, I'm not in this box that some of the, other folks are stuck in where they don't see the bigger picture as to what was really beneficial and what's really needed. And uh, so, yeah, man, all that stuff about educating and changing people and breaking people's worldviews and finding the right people and getting them to understand the right stuff, such a key piece of all of this. And this key piece is trying to sell anything that's, you know, that's going to be helpful for a company. So that's why Drew is like, he's the master. What, Matthew? No, you go first. You go first. I want to say Drew's the masters, like, you know, his, we got to publish like the Drew's, you know, the Drew diaries or something. You know, I don't know what we call it, you know, <laughs> the Drew email of the week, <laughs> like his emails was like, you're an idiot. What are you thinking? You know, I love you. You need this anyway. You know, it's like he literally uh, intuitively takes you on this journey of like self-discovery and this journey of like, yeah, well, you know, you know self it's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm part of it with him. I I've also noticed he's a natural. Like, he's, yeah. Well, and it's the, you know, it, 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 because we also own a lot of domains. So we're, you know, we're buying, selling our own domains. We've been through this, we understand, and we've sold and bought and helped folks buy and sell domains. And so many of them. And, and he knows so much about a lot, right? He's a guy who knows a lot about a lot. And, you know, so when he's talking to these folks and it's like his confidence could not be higher. Right. And, and in the belief in what he is saying is, you know, literally maxed out. So it's like, and then he's just, and beyond that, he's kind of like, and look, if you don't want to do this and you don't want to help yourself here, then I don't know what to tell you. We're moving on. Like it is what it's kind of like this, this situation that we're referring to. It's like, you know, the, the company again, that if you would have asked me, I would have said, that's the right buyer. They need this domain. Uh, and then they ultimately, you know, they delayed too long and they missed the opportunity. You know, we say off the market forever, right? It's now off the market forever. And, uh, you know, the other folks that, you know, were kind of more of a dark horse, I was like, oh, and I'm like, it works for them too. I mean, that's the other thing too, that uh, the, these big companies that are really try to brand around generic terms need to understand as well. It's like, hey, look, like, you know, the idea here is to own this brand to the exclusion of all the others who are out there using the same brand. I mean, that's the whole reason you got to pay to play and, and you got to commit and spend the money is because if you don't, there are, you know, 30, 40 other companies that are out there trying to brand with that same term and own that brand. And 
at some point someone's going to step up and when they do they're going to win and you know and then obviously it's up to the you know their business to you know to succeed but you know that that is going to go beyond just the domain but they give themselves a much greater head start you know and then whereas everyone else then has to continue to sort of keep fighting against all the other things which is continuing to stay you know earn the mind share you know, and also too, then you're not even to talk about all the different, like the email leakage and the security risks and all the other stuff that comes when you don't have the domain. Anyway, um, but yeah, no. I, call, I call it the seven dimensions. You can go to domain name brokersecrets.com, redirects to my site. Soon, actually, we got to get that on media options, my, my two books. Yeah, 100%. Um, actually, it's funny. I made a note before when I was doing the intro that I should reference the fact that you're an author. You know, you've written two books yeah. about domain names and including uh, .com secrets, right? And that, or is it .com secrets, .com strategies? What's the- .com, uh, what's strategies. .com strategies. .com strategies. For, I, sh- I should know that. I've read the book. But the, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is it? Of mice and, and people? Um, <laughs> mice and people. Like, you know, just getting like the stories, like the, the titles of famous books, for, you know, The Hunt for Red November. Um, anyway, <laughs> but- um, but yeah, so anyway, um, I know we're kind of. But, 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 but I'll just, I'll say what we're pointing. That was the whole, that's the reason why I wrote um, Dominion Broker Seekers, right? Uh, the seven dimensions, talking about the seven dimensions is because it explains why a company needs this. And literally, this is over two years, it took me two years to write it. Although it's not very big, but it's impactful because as a domain investor, you're selling a domain name or you're buying a domain name, you can look at these dimensions and say, yeah, that's where it impacts me. That's why we need it. That's our risk. That's our opportunity. And it wasn't, there wasn't something out there before that had all this information, right? Global positioning, industry yeah. positioning, right? Even the ROI, how do you look at this, right? You look at it as like selling, you know, acquiring one salesperson. Would this produce as much value as one salesperson? Well, of course it would. In many instances, it's like 10 salespeople. And then it, you know, over and over and over again, and so, yeah, so that, you know, domain name brokersecrets.com, check it out, Seven Dimensions. Uh, and there's my first book. Boom. Yeah, there's the second one. Domain name broker secrets, baby. So, so check it out. Yeah. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Okay, you're saying, Jason? Or no, Matthew? I mean, so, my question was, man, it's so hard being on this panel because every time that I like listen to you guys, you guys have such good information. I'm like, I've got like a really good idea. I'm going to wait for a gap. I'm going to wait for a pause, <laughs> and there's no pause. <laughs> so, I'm going to start cutting in. Um, but, like, you know, we've been talking about, um, you know, that self view and kind of gloss over the buyer types because that kind of plays in that self view from what Chris was saying as far as they were still in that underdog mentality. Like, you know, we've raised that problem. So like the question is, how do you, how do you help guide them? Like, obviously in this case, it didn't happen. It got taken off the market before they could, you know, finish being guided into that, that final tier of buyer. But what's the process for guiding them into that tier, bringing them out of that underdog stage, bringing them out of that biotype and into that biotype where they do see that that's an asset, not a vanity plate. Yeah, well, self view is really is really your peers, right? So that's where testimonials come in. So that you know, you see te- products with testimonials. You you know, like the plunge pool I bought, right? I mean, I looked at the testimonials. Oh, it's amazing! I love it. Best thing, right? And so that instills, hey, if they can do it, I can do it, right? So these stories that we have um, uh, about other founders, uh, as well as, you know, the information that we have, like this podcast, my book, the video on my YouTube channel, the first video, right? These things to help instill that so they can see that. And it takes time. Like you can't, you know, you can't strong arm a big sale. Like they have to want it. Um, 
Well, and that's another piece that just comes into timeline. You know, when we talk to our clients and they're like, how long will it take for me to sell my domain? And it's like, well, how much are you trying to sell the domain for based on, you know, if you're trying to get a hundred percent of the value that we think that it would, that it's worth, then, you know, it could take, it'll take months if you're trying to, you know, if it's, a, if you're willing to accept, you know, 60% of the value, then sure, we can sell it much more quickly. And, you know, and if you're willing to sell it cheap enough, then, you know, the wholesale buyers and other domain investors even become an option. Right. And it's like, you know, um, <clears throat> but yeah, and I think that's one of the things that people don't realize about the sales process to do the outbound work that we do. You know, it, none of this is like, oh, hey, it's just a matter of getting a hold of so-and-so. And then, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm in, you know, it's like, you know, you're talking about long-term you know, sort of relationship building, education and worldview breaking and shaping really to just, you know, yeah. get people over the hump when they need to, if they just don't otherwise get it, you know, and, uh, you know, when well, they get there, it's a beautiful thing. One sentence may not sell a domain, but one sentence can certainly kill a domain sale. That's an, you know, that's a great point too. I mean, and, and that's yeah. why caution. Well, that's another thing too, where people are like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to go try and do this. And if I'm unsuccessful, then I'll, you know, I'll give you guys a call. Right. We get that sometimes. And it's like, okay, well, just so you know, you know, like. So here's careful. an example. So I, so I had someone call me up and they had like these domains and another broker called them up and they were acting like they were representing a buyer making a legitimate offer, you know? And so they, they go to the guy and they're like, hey, you know, see on this domain name, we've got a buyer for it, uh, the perfect buyer. You know, what are you looking for? Five figures, six figures, seven figures. <laughs> you know, now think about that, right? The guy's like, oh, seven figures. Wow, they view this maybe as a seven figure domain sale. You know, yeah. like just let me know what you want. And we'll take it back to the buyer. You know, is it five, six, seven figures? You know, um, and so immediately his mind starts going and saying, well, maybe I'm sitting on a seven figure domain name. Maybe they really want this, right? Like maybe I should ask a million dollars. And, and I'm like, when he got on the phone with me, I'm like, listen, that's five figures, man. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Like the way that this other broker was talking, they clearly 100% were not representing a buyer because that would be the stupidest thing to do if you have an offer. Oh, yeah. Well, like from a heuristic in. standpoint, you know, that's anchoring, right? You're anchoring yeah. their mind yeah. into like, oh, hey, this domain is a seven figure domain, even though it's if it's clearly not, you know, so. Yeah, no, clearly it was not, was not like they're never, but also they didn't even have a buyer. Like yeah. that signaled to me, like, listen, they don't like, they're not representing one. They're just fishing to get a price from you to then take it back to somebody else to try to yep. be the man in and, the middle. Right. And one of the things that they probably aren't, didn't do, which is, you know, one of the things that we do, which is, um, you know, and this goes to the whole thing we said about the buyer types, like recognize who is your end user buyer. Like, cause even if you get a price, right. If you don't have, if your best buyer type of that's available for a particular domain based on who's out there in the universe, you know, for the domain is a hobbyist, right? Which we kind of say is like, you know, they're spending, what's what's a hobbyist's budget? 10 to 100 bucks or something? Uh, well, I mean, a hobbyist, yeah, was really like the two to 3,000, right? Um, yeah, so it's like, if that's not, you know, so when you start pushing, you know, you, you, you convince a seller to give you a number and you almost guide them to give you a million dollar number, it's like, and, and the buyers are just simply aren't out there, then it's like, what a waste of time all that is. So, yeah, yep. So, but yeah, yeah that's interesting. Say, yeah, and I actually think we'll save the buyer type discussion to really get into the different groups for the next time that we talk because we're going to keep this one pretty short today, but. Uh, as we try to do since it's called a Sherpa short. And I think we've covered a lot of ground. It's <laughs> really breaking down the difference between worldview, self-view, you know, status versus vanity. I think that's all good stuff that we've, you know, already hit them with. So, you know, I think we're, we're, we're kind of good. Um, and uh, unless there's anything else that you guys want to mention or talk about, I mean, we have a couple of name jet names. I, I sent that list around. Um, I didn't know if there was anything on that list that you guys thought was interesting, worth talking about as a name that, you know, it would be something that you think, you know, could have some legs to go try to find an end user buyer for or something like that. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. I like vintage bike. I mean, it's crazy how expensive bikes are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, but you take two or three names and just let's start with that one. So, but I think vintage bike is a pretty cool name. I know you guys don't typically play in the wholesale space, right? Cause obviously, you know, our, 
business and for you guys. This is also why I thought it'd be interesting to bring up. First of all, shout out to Namejet, sponsor on the show. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we typically on the domain Sherpa reviews, we'll go over a Namejet list, which will release the, the couple of names that we're, t- that we've put out on the board today. And any that we don't cover, it's fine. We'll do on the next show. But the, um, you know, for you guys who are really out there taking names that, you know, come across and get into our broker list or, or, you know, are in the portfolio that we're outbounding on. Um, but yeah, I think vintage bike is, is one that to me stood out because I think it is the kind of thing where, you know, you could have you know, how expensive bikes have become. I think, you know, you do have sort of like a retro, you know, and I think if you do, um, you know, and, and some of it too, if you do the Google search to see like vintage bike, um, you know, like how, you know, what, what pops up, you know what I mean? And you get all these like different, you know, you actually have a, a bike company called vintage electric bikes. So oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, there's a few, well, I, I look at, so like, you know, look at the buyer touch or the hobbyist and you have the self, you know, the solo entrepreneur slash, you know, local. Right. And it's interesting how many, like, I mean, we talked to some really cool people. Like they just, they take a domain like that and they, they're not an investor. They're going to build out a blog on it and then keep going. You know, AI makes it super easy. Phrase makes it super easy. Chat GPT, right? And next thing you know, they've got traffic coming in and then they maybe sell it for a bigger, you know, for a much higher amount. Right. So I mean, I can kind of see that being a cool one. Um, I, I like pure soul. I think that's another, like, I don't know, you know, for the right price, right? It's like I'm not going to get a million dollars for that, but you know, there's enough of these, there's enough of these like coaches <laughs> making a ton of money, which is like, I'm you always scratch your like, what? How, did, how are you making that much money? Oh yeah. Uh, well, and that's what I think is neat about a name like puresoul.com is that, you know, that's one that could be, you know, even when you think about, okay, who's your target, right? I love a name like that because, you know, and much more than a name like Vintage Bike. And when you look at Vintage yeah. Bike, I think, you know, you're looking for a company that that's already calling themselves Vintage Bicycle or Vintage Bike or Vintage E-Bike, Vintage Electric Bikes, whatever. You know, you're going from the, you know, but it's not the plural, this is the singular. So you're really looking for somebody who's trying to, you know, this is more about their brand than trying to sell an e-commerce product, right? Um and they're, they're obviously boxed in on that one. But a name like Pure Soul, I think, is pretty badass because then that's a name that it's like, okay, that could be a clothing company. That could be a yeah. record company. That yeah. could be, yeah. I mean, Great that point. could yeah. be a self-help guru. That <laughs> could be great. You know, that could literally be, you know, there's a religious slant to that. You know what I'm saying? That you could, that's a, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of different things that can be done with a name like that, that to me, you know, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that that one is probably my favorite out of all the ones that are on this list. And, um, because it's like, okay, cool. Like for you guys now, if you were given that name as part of a name that we're going to go chase down, it's like, you're like, oh, cool. I've got like huge wide net that I can cast over that one. You know? So, yeah. I think, yeah, skin I, plus I, think with, all, oh, I, I would do that. I think skin plus is also a pretty good one. I can't like every freaking podcast ad that I've had for the last two months is all skin care routine products. Uh, all these you know, bigger social media influencers are all advertising for, you know, either their own personal brand or some other uh, like skin products and skincare routines and stuff. So that's, uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty interesting one on there as well. Yeah. Any others that you like and, or is there anything on here that you're like, I would, this comes across my desk and I'm telling Drew, Hey dude, you know, let's see. Is, is, is renovations spelled right? Quality renovations? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I like that one. I mean, renovation is big business, right? I mean, you could easily, once again, it's like, you know, who's going to buy it? I don't know. There's enough people out there that are starting blogs up. I mean, as the economy gets tougher, more people are going to be looking for these type of domains. You know, would they spend 5,000 on it? You got to buy it right. Maybe 7,000. Yeah. You know, um, you know, could you, I mean, the, the amount of renovation companies is, massive so you could you know yeah. do the outbound hgtv has got everybody thinking they can do you know except you know it's a problem where it's really a, a scourge and a problem is that it makes my wife think that she can do all these projects 
You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, that turns into we can, <laughs> then it turns into we can do all these projects. You know what I'm saying? And then it turns into we should have hired somebody to do this project. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you, and I think that's also a good point too, which is like you know identifying like, hey, okay, who are, wh- what are the buyer types that are going to kind of be you know uh, open and available for this particular name? What's that type of budget going to do? And then based on the budget, it's like, all right, now you're almost like then divide that by 10 or by five to get to a, what do I need to buy this name for so that I can ultimately achieve a 10, 20 X or something like that to make it all worth the, you know, the time that it's going to take and, you know, and all the other, all the other stuff. So. So like, so the, the second, the first buyer types of hobbyists, they're up night drinking beer, you know, they're like, I hate my job. Right. Then they buy it. It's a passion. They don't do anything with it. The next buyer type is that solo entrepreneur slash local. And you think about it, right? How many people, they start off as the junior renovation guy, then they branch off and do their own business, right? So, I mean, it's like this continual new blood coming in, these solo entrepreneurs coming in Mm -hmm. that, uh, um, you know, looking for something, looking for a new name. Obviously, there's a lot of branding based on their name, but then, you know, something like that, if you price it right, easy path to victory, you know, with like a buy it now price. Mm Mm-hmm. I would I would think there's room to sell that seven. You know, look, look at Mike Mann's pricing. I mean, he does a great job. I think with these type of domains. Oh yeah, well, I mean, it's funny. Whenever I see him promoting the sales that he makes, you know, and uh, you know, and you're like, man, he got that for that, you know. And um, but I think he does a good job of tapping into you know names that have brand brandable value. He's been doing this long enough. So he understands yeah, like, yeah. Hey, this is a name somebody's willing to spend 20 grand on, you know, it's yeah, his price buckets are good. His price buckets are good. He kind of, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and when we went through our pricing recently, you know, it was trying to, and bucketing, we taught Josh reasons, a, a guy that, you know, on this show who talks about, you know, how you, you know, how you price domains. Cause he sells a lot of names via buy it now. And, uh, you know, the key is to just figure out like, and, and this goes back to the last short, short we did, which was talking about how do you get maximum value, for your domain without leaving money on the table, right? And, you know, one of the things we do from a buy it now perspective is really just try to figure out the bucket, right? Because if a name is, it's like, okay, well, this name is a $5,000 name. This name is not a $10,000 name, right? So it's like, you know, okay, so, you know, it's kind of capped in that 5K range, um, you know, and we, you know, and as you go up the ladder, you realize too, it's a similar situation where this name is 25K name, I'm never going to get 50,000 for it. You know, but if you listed it for sale at 17, you might be missing out on 10 grand that you might get. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to find that right bucket, sort of what is the max value? And you sort of start there, which is what is the max value that I think this name could get realistically sold in the next, let's say, three to five years. Right. And then from there, you can always down, you know, like you can always cut the price. But, you know, that has proven to be helpful for us, especially when you've got thousands of names that you've got a price. I don't know. I recently saw that for Mike, he, you know, re- manually repriced his 200,000. Dem- yeah, like, yeah, I don't crazy. even know how you do that, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need, like, a bunch down of by the beach. Just, yeah. You need, a, you need a bunch of, but, it, but yeah, it is interesting because there was a domain we were like, there was two domains we were going after this one company recently. And, and one we took down. And then the other one, um, you know, the, the subpar domain, he wanted more than, than like the better domain. And it's yeah. like, man, what are you thinking? Like, yeah telling you like you're priced it too high if you don't price it right in this you know it, you just have to have you have to have some kind of equation in there and otherwise you pass on the perfect offer the perfect buyer mm-hmm. for your domain so yeah yeah that's a fair point all right well cool so um all right well we covered a lot of ground guys this is great um any names on the list last thing anything that you would avoid that you think hey this name isn't worth even 500 bucks because trying to find a buyer for something like this just i'm just not i mean temporary office i'm just yeah i was gonna say that could be a tough one you know, especially showing a $20,000, whatever Estabot appraisal, obviously you take the Estabot appraisals with a grain of salt, but you know, it is another data point to allow you to sort and kind of put some context around a name. But yeah, yeah, I think I'm with you temporary office, like .com, like that's a tough, that's, that's tough to brand with. Right. So you're never going to brand your company. Hey, welcome to temporary office. And even if that is kind of what you sell, which is sort of like a, we work, you know, type of space or some things like that, it's almost like, you know, there's already, you know, there's already things happening for that. You're not going to brand your company that. And I don't know if, you know, maybe I've talked to everyone in that industry and they're not buying that. 
And that's good perspective. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's a perspective I want. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I love. I'm telling you right now, they're not like these the big boys, Regis and these other players, they're not, they're not buying it. They're I mean, they passed on some amazing domains back in the day. Um yeah, so that's a tough that's a tough if you buy it right, maybe I mean two thousand, three thousand, and then maybe you put it up higher. I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear Drew's perspective. I, I know from a a broker standpoint, reaching out, I'd be tough. Yeah, no, all good. All right, cool. Well, that's good feedback, man. And that's why I asked the question. So thank you. Yeah. And uh, so, all right, well, good stuff. Listen, I think that's, uh, I think we even went over the time that we thought. So this will end up being a le- even bit of a meteor show than we thought, which is great. Um, and uh, so all good. So I appreciate you guys taking the time, sharing your expertise, your thoughts, your knowledge on the show. It's uh, It means a lot. And to the audience, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you have any questions or any follow-up on any of the stuff that we talked about, we're not hard to find. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to the Domain Sherpa Twitter, Media Options. You can find Chris. You can find Matthew, LinkedIn. I mean, literally, like, you know, yeah, check out the books. Um, and uh, so where do they go for the book at the moment? What's the best? Uh... So you can go to uh, DomainNameBrokerSecrets.com. And it'll redirect to my site, but I want to get it back up on media options. And I say, like, listen, if you found value yeah, in this, yeah. the one thing you can do for me is just share the book up, like share it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a ton of value and knowledge in there. So it's um, definitely worth reading. If you're trying to sell domain names or, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of value in there, but yeah, you know, and in fact, probably possibly by the time the show goes live, we'll probably have a link to the book back up on the website. <laughs> so go to the about us page on the mediaoptions.com site. Um, we'll also put a link on the uh, domain Sherpa site on the, on the actual page for this episode. And, uh, we got to do a little bit better with that in general, but, uh, we'll get on the ball. we got some things coming and the redesign of the domain Sherpa site, which will happen soon. But, um, soon being a relative term, but it will happen. And, uh, you know, but otherwise all good. So to the audience, like I said, if you want to hit us up, question, comments, good, bad, ugly, please do it. We're not hard to find. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in without you. There is no us. We're not here without you guys tuning in and we appreciate it. We do see the comments and, uh, you know, I got a couple of really nice positive comments over the last week or so, just, uh, you know, LinkedIn and otherwise, and, uh, just to let y'all know, I really appreciate that. You know, when people take a minute, I'm not saying, Hey, y- y'all need to do it. I'm just saying that for the few folks who do reach out unsolicited and just say, Hey, love what you guys do. You know, we very much appreciate that. And, uh, you know, and, uh, glad that we can help y'all out. Hopefully you'll find value in, in some of the content we provide. So with that, we'll keep it moving. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next time here on domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Peace out, everybody. Peace.